Hey guys, what's going on? I've been hyped on this episode for a bit now. But first, we are brought to you by Anchor. It's one of the most efficient podcast hosting sites out there that helps you get your podcast on its feet in literally no time at all. They'll pair you with sponsorships, set up your streaming platforms, and create analytics for you to help keep track of who's listening to your podcast and how often. Seriously, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, don't screw around. Use Anchor. Anyway, I've got my friend slash old tour buddy, Miles Claiborne, on. He's the drummer of an amazing band called Saul. Uh, you can catch them this summer at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival and this fall on a tray used the Baptized Tour. Seriously, Miles is an amazing drummer and deserves all the success he's currently having. I'm super stoked to get to chat with him again and catch up. Should be a lot of fun. So I'll just stop rambling. Let's just get right into this shit. What's up, dude? What is up, Connor? How's it going, my dude? How you doing? Yeah, dude. It's been a while. Um, kind of, kind of strange. I like, guess not strange how we met. It's like, isn't it kind of weird how you meet people on tour? Yeah. And then you just, <laughs> you, just you just stay friends. <laughs> just like run into somebody one time, and you're like, we are just gonna stay friends forever. There's a fucking. It's, the, it's literally the best, dude. It's literally the best. There's a meme that's out there like that, and I die every time I see it because like there's so many people that I'm friends with on on Facebook and Instagram and just all kinds of social media, and uh, <laughs> I'm like I, I know exactly where I met you, you know all this shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's wild, dude, and a lot of shit's changed for you since uh, since I think the last time we uh, since the old Renegades days. Yeah, dude. That's uh, <laughs> first off. When did you move to uh, Ohio? I moved to Ohio like a month ago, like literally yeah. like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, does the rest of the band live out there? No. Um, the actual uh, Saul is actually in Iowa. They're like in a small town in Iowa, which uh, extended uh, my drive out by like six hours. So now I have like an 11 damn. and a half hour drive out. Damn. <laughs> How often do you guys rehearse? Uh, well, usually we like we were doing it like um, like once or twice a month. Okay. Um, it's gotten a little bit more frequent now since we're getting ready to go out in August. Um, yeah, thankfully I, I just, yeah, but dude, thankfully I just drove all my drums out uh, this weekend. So I'm driving, I'm in the process of driving back now. Um, oh. But all of my gear is out there. So literally I just have to hop on a flight. <laughs> oh, right. Well, dude, I saw that. Uh, I saw you forgot like a shitload of your hardware out there. <sighs> it wasn't even a shitload. It was like <laughs> four, four bars, three bars how necessary like <laughs> like it looked like you were able to make it work but like how just like like dude that's like the, so that's like much, the worst though like when you open your bag and you're like fuck it's too late yep it's too late i'm just like well i'm not driving 12 hours back to get it like <laughs> yeah right like it's it's over did you like go to it yeah. so you just said you just jerry-rigged it you didn't like go to i, I yeah, probably would have popped um, over like a guitar center and been like yo <laughs> yeah I, I i thought about it the problem is the pieces that were missing like we're, we're gibraltar racks like my stealth rack oh, system shit, yeah so like i would have had to buy like a whole 174 dollar system on one side and 130 dollar system on the other side just to get the parts that were missing i think you can return it though so, uh one of my my guitarists works at guitar center and a lot of guys i guess will come in like when they fuck up or they forget gear or something like that and they'll like go in buy it use it return it later that day so i know that that's like a a, a thing um actually a, it is 
but like what I've heard, um, cause I've heard the same thing too, but like, I guess it'd be okay with like a pedal here or something or a cable or whatever, but like right, when you're right. talking about like, like over $300 and someone's making commission, all that, for all that, sure. Lose that. <laughs> yeah. For so like, sure. I'd feel, I would feel like such a dick, dude. <laughs> you're like, uh, I'm going to be back in like five hours to return yeah. all this. And Sorry. I'm taking, I'm taking your commission with me, my guy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to need this um, back too. Yeah. But I mean, we made it work. Um, and like, once I get back, um, I'm just going to ship all the gear that I didn't take with me. I'm just going to ship it all to Iowa. So it's there. Um, right and then I'm going to get it all, get it all, going to get it all powder coated, like all jet black Ooh, here pretty soon. Dude. So hell yeah. All white kit with all black hardware. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that's gonna that's gonna look so sick though dude I'm that's excited. gonna look nasty really yeah you're, you're pretty much just gonna see the kid on stage like you're not gonna see any of the racks or any of the because all the boom arms i got from mapex are all like black coated oh shit, so, yeah so it's just gonna be basically you're gonna see a drum set like actual shells and cymbals <laughs> dude that's gonna so, be raw that's gonna be fucking um, killer i am very excited <laughs> it's uh, look so dope when were you out in Chicago? Like, when were you out in Chicago? I saw you post something that, like, said, like, this. Oh, it's like, oh, I love this. Like, I, you always know you're in Chicago by the smell. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, so, like, that's like a halfway point, basically, from yeah. Ohio to, uh, Iowa. Um, like, it's, it's a longer halfway point, but, like, I, like, I do, uh, Uber Eats whenever okay. I, like, I just go out and do random stuff. Um, but I was like, I really want to stay in a hotel tonight because I don't want to, you know, straight up drive 11 and a half hours. And I was yeah. like, I'm not pulling over <laughs> and sleeping in a rest stop with like five grand worth of drums in the back seat. Nope. Not um, in Chicago. So, don't do that. Not in Chicago. Don't do that in Chicago. That's so, bad. Um, no, seriously. So like I drove through Gary, Indiana and then into Chicago and made like $140 and stopped and got no hotel. <laughs> I mean, so there I was you like, go. Yeah. Fuck it. I, was, I was like, that's, that's how I'm going to do this. Like this, this is how we're going to roll with that. So. I was like, I had a parking garage. I was like, that's what I need is just a parking garage that's got like cameras all over the place. <laughs> yeah. so I can sleep in peace. This shit's secure, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, like only residents can get back in here. Like, yeah, he's like, only people that are staying with those. Like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. What is the smell though? Like how how fucking putrid is it? You're like, oh Chicago. Um, if you if you could turn America's mistakes into a scent, <laughs> that oh, would be it. Man. Oh, I think that man. would be it. Like it just it just makes that smell that just makes you just like think about every bad thing you've ever done in your life and then just like make a face. Like it's the same <laughs> face that you would hear, like if you hear like a dank breakdown. Mm, it's that face. Yeah, like, exactly. You're like, oh, Chicago. Like, yeah, there's like scent, there's like there's the aromas entering my nose that I didn't know existed. Dude, like <laughs> that's so funny. And not in a good way. Yeah, there's definitely like uh one time we were playing at the House of Blues in chicago and um is that that's not on one of your guys' dates right house of blues chicago. chicago house of blues uh i don't think it's chicago well if um, you ever if you ever do play the chicago house of blues uh when you park down underneath because that's where the parking is they have you like come down underneath like lower whacker uh one of the oh, okay yeah one of the biggest homeless places so oh, wow. sometimes wow. the smell is just like fucked sometimes it's real bad so oh boy I know what you're talking about. Like I can, yeah. I can definitely, it's, you're not wrong, <laughs> but yeah, that face. Exactly. But, mm -mm. I don't like that <laughs> shit at all. Yeah, this uh, we were like talking about people. Um, we were talking about touring through uh, St. Louis and well, uh, we were like, uh, I'm not sure we want to stop in St. Louis. We were like looking at all these stories about 
teams that would come up and rip off the side of a trailer. Like they were like straight up like grind through the side of the trailer, pull everything out, and then just leave the trailer like that. I'm like, dude, ah. there was a, there was a place I can't think of the name. Maybe it's best if I maybe maybe that's for for the best. But there was a place in St. Louis where they were like notorious. This one spot was like notorious for having bands get their shit stolen. Like bands like Miss May I and uh, Fit for a King, like ba- like big tour packages that would roll through there would like get their shit stolen. I think Dayseeker actually had their shit stolen in St. Louis. Dang. Uh, so be careful. Yeah. When you guys are there. Um, I mean, no, we're not there. We're not there on this run. You're, you're not from, there on this run. Okay. Uh, but you're from that area. You know exactly what that is. Well, I'm, from, uh, I'm from about three hours, three hours. Uh, oh, I mean, I live three hours. I guess. Yeah. City. That's true. That's so, true. Wasn't as bad there. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, what's the, how different is it living in Ohio to Kansas? I mean, you're still in the fucking Midwest. There's like yeah, some I mean, mountains in Ohio, though, right? There's like a little bit of scenery. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, I mean, I, I was born. I was actually born and raised in Ohio. Um, oh, I lived sure. in Ohio up until 2017. So from 1994 to 2017, I lived in Ohio. So this is kind of okay. just going back to back to like home at this point for me. Are you like so, near your hometown? Yeah, I'm like I live like 30 minutes west of my city I was born in. Oh, dude. So fuck yeah. So yeah. when in there did you start <laughs> drumming? What did you start? To, ripping on the drums uh so when i was well not when i was born obviously <laughs> Dude, fresh out man they had they handed me sticks and i was just in it i was just like all right here we go I know. <laughs> uh, no <laughs> um basically uh so like i grew up in the church with my family um they forced me to go to this church that i'm so glad i got out of uh <laughs> not even kidding man it was yeah. it was a nightmare Jeez. but um uh, so I learned, I kind of like started learning there and so where I got interested in it and like sort of, sort of went to the more of the contemporary churches uh, that were playing like more of the, the upbeat kind of more modern music. Yeah. I kind of started honing it there. I was like in marching band in high school too. So that kind of helps as far as with the rhythm and the hand-eye coordination and with the feet too. People don't really understand that with like a, real, a lot of really good double bass players like played in marching band. <laughs> yeah. But um um so that kind of helped uh then like i moved into columbus started playing a bunch of pop punk bands up there and a couple of metalcore projects uh, and then i ended up getting hooked up with uh, renegade which was get busy living at the time yeah um, they were like a pop punk band too didn't know they were in kansas city when i auditioned <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting but um yeah i guess i, kinda, I guess it kind of stemmed from church and then uh Something in my body went, I don't want to play worship music. I want to play metal. Let's get, <laughs> let's get radical. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Exactly. No, exactly. I mean, I, I remember when, uh, when our bands crossed paths. Um, yeah, I guess we could probably give some like context here. I know Miles from uh, a tour my band did, separate from his uh, at the time, Renegades. And um, we ended up just kind of crossing paths in Nashville. And then you guys played at uh, this place called Wire the next night up in uh, – Chicago. Oh, Berwin. Yeah, Berwin. Yep. Chicago. Yep, right? I, I just, that. that venue's not there anymore. They had to close. It's uh it's, Really? The Berwin closed? Uh, or the Berwin. The wire. Yeah, wire closed. <laughs> it's uh jeez. That yeah, that was that was such a bummer. That venue was so cool. Big, but definitely fucking cool. Um I was glad that I was, was able a fun to put room. you guys there. That, yeah, that was a fun Dude, room. I loved the um I loved the freaking the green rooms back in there. Yeah, right. Aren't they nice? Yeah. That was a cool area. Yeah, it was a super yeah. cool area. Yeah, it's a super like chill area. 
I, I know, right? Every, every, every time we've ever played there, it's like, hmm, this is the most comfortable, like, these are some of the most comfortable green rooms. Uh, the green yeah. rooms at Bottom Lounge are pretty it. nice, too. Um, Bottom Lounge? Yeah, you guys will, I'm sure you guys will end up playing there. Uh, I, I didn't actually look at how many dates you guys are doing, um, but I know, oh, yeah, I know one of them is uh, Blue Ridge, right? You guys are doing Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge. Rock Fest in Virginia, yep. Dude, how fucking I'm super stoked for that one. I was gonna say, how stoked do you be on the same day as Limp Biscuit, like Asking Alexandria, like Knock Loose, that's, and all these yeah. other huge ass bands? That's crazy, dude. I'm excited for that. Like, the crazy thing is, like, that's that's gonna be an action packed weekend for us because right after that, we play Incarceration up in Mansfield, and that's the night the Mudbane's headlining their first reunion show. Oh my <laughs> god, oh man, so, yeah, I'm like, Pure holy chaos. shit, you're <laughs> chaos, dude. That's what we're staying for this, right? <laughs> we're not leaving holy after shit. this show. Yeah, so like this is at the tail end of the tour, though, right? This is at the, the tail end. No. Oh, uh, that I can't tell you yet because um, this is all okay. September. Oh, all right, all right. This is uh, this is something currently in the works that I can't really speak about. Um, ha- hasn't been announced yet. Still in the Suspense. still in the planning stages. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? I know, right? That's cool, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be fun, though. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I know that uh, <laughs> I know that prior to the pandemic. This is kind of right when you joined. You guys had tours booked with uh, Hell Yeah, All the Remains. And I, sorry, I don't mean to like rub salt in the wound. It's not like you, <laughs> it, yeah, it's not like you guys are going back to like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like you're backtracking. You're still doing like really cool stuff. Obviously, this Blue Ridge Festival is going to be fucking yeah. sick. I, um, that's still blowing my mind, dude. Yeah. I'm crazy excited for that. That's, that's wild. Uh, <sighs> uh, what the fuck was I going to ask you? Oh, um, Maybe maybe you can't tell me this either. Do you guys have any overseas uh, tour dates booked yet? Not yet, not yet. Um, if there were any in the works, it's probably not going to be until uh, like mid to late twenty twenty two. I would assume. Um, if anything, yeah, I don't know but, how uh, I don't know how international touring is working right now because I don't know if maybe you probably yeah know. certain certain places still have their borders closed. So yeah. like it's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of stepping around. Uh, like I guess the biggest thing would be routing. You know what I mean? Right. It's like the routing needs to make sense. Like you can't do what we did in like local bands when we were touring and be like, yeah, we're going to do two, three hour drives, then 16 hour drive. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, Nothing in between. God. That's the fucking worst. <laughs> Holy shit. You're like, oh man, that drive yeah. is nice. What's the next one look like? Eh, 15 and a half hours. Okay, right. great. Dude, we did uh, so on, got- that, on that same tour that we ran into you guys. Um, yeah. We did, uh, we played denton texas and then we had to drive to tucson arizona which is a 16 hour drive that shit oh. sucks dude no, fucking sucks you. yeah no thank you yeah um, that's kind of like me being like oh yeah we got three dates in, in uh in california and then the next date after that we've got two off days and we got to be in maine holy, <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> holy imagine fuck. Who? <laughs> man i would fire i would fire whoever the hell was booking that tour I'd be like fuck you dude not even fire dude you would get shot you yeah. would get shot. <laughs> take you all back and beat the shit out of you not fucking cool like who hired um, this guy yeah uh no dude that's that's dope so uh, with you know kind of with all the shit you guys have going on now did you have a chance to drum on any saw record yet or is that still yes i did actually um three tracks on the record um okay i got to do king of misery dude that, okay change. yeah no keep going sorry i was just gonna say oh, king yeah. of misery is my shit <laughs> yeah king of misery uh things change and i thought there was another one maybe not 
what was it just those two? No, okay. uh, rises equals rises equals. There you so go. So those three. Yep. So those three, I got to go. I had to actually get to put drum input on. Dude, so that was that's nice. dope. That's really really cool. Um, did they already have the other songs completed by the time? Yep. Okay. Yep. All those songs. Um, it was just going to be like a. I think it was going to be more of a, an EP, and they turned it into a full length by adding a few other songs and some uh, like some other acoustic songs, and then uh, like Levy. That yep. was like almost not on the record. Uh, it ended up being one of the like one of the crowd favorites, which is crazy. That's dope. Because um, it's like literally our lightest song. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it's it's kind of cool the range that uh, Saul has that you guys are able to like. Because you guys can go like, I don't know, like some of your music fits really well with like a band that like like Breaking Benjamin or Seether or someone like that. But then you could go do a tour with someone like All the Remains or, you know, somebody heavy. So it's like, it's it's super cool. You guys have that versatile kind of, we can do a lot of shit with a lot of different people and fit on a lot it, of different yeah. bands. It's really cool. It's really, I, I love it personally. Um, that opens us up to being do, able to do a lot of dates and hit a lot of different markets. So yeah. the, vers the versatility is awesome. Like having that, uh, that disturbed sound, but then throwing in some like ice nine type riffs. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, dude. Uh, I, I forget which song I was listening to the other day at the gym. I just had it on shuffle, but um, it was like riffing really hard. And I was like, mm, like, this is like, this is like some, borderline architect shit right here like here we go like, is it, fuck, uh, yeah. was it the one is it the one that has like the halftime drums at the beginning with china yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's inside yes yes thank you appreciate <laughs> that's, that that's my second favorite track to play live dude <laughs> i was I, I wanted to guess inside now it sounds like i'm lying but i wanted to guess inside i was like i don't want to be like is it this dude nah. so funny story about that track you know who drummed on that track who morgan rose from seven dust dang yeah, That's I had to sick. follow that. <laughs> You're like, hey man, no pressure. You're stepping in some pretty big fucking shoes, dude. That's the that's the funny thing too. So like, I didn't really like. I, I have like I've met Morgan. I met him like back when we did um, Instamix up in East Moline at a uh, Rust Belt. Yeah. And uh, when I was coming in for my audition for Saul, um, Blake had been on a call with Morgan. He was like, "Yeah, we got a drummer coming in to audition today," and Morgan was like, "Tell him I said don't fuck it up." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, Morgan Rose just told me not to mess up. That's that's that doesn't add any amount of pressure at all. Dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, okay. yeah, I'm fine. You guys have a toilet I can yeah. vomit in? I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. How oh, um how did you how did you find this out? Like, because I after uh, I saw, you know, when Renegades called it quits, and then I, you know, because I still I don't keep in contact, but like I still follow Josh and uh mm -hmm. Chase. And then suddenly like, I saw you were like in this band and I was like, who the hell saw? And I like looked at him, I was like, oh fuck. So how did you like come by this? So that's the crazy thing. I was like, I wouldn't have gotten into Saul if it wasn't for Renegades. Renegades, um, the tour we did with Inventure, mm -hmm. um, Saul drove down from Iowa and we're our direct support in Kansas City for the first show of that tour. Oh shit. So they played and then we played. And like they came down with like the full production. It was Will, uh, the bassist. It was his first show with the band. You couldn't tell that dude like sat in there, like crushed it. He, he, he literally just molds right in with those guys easily. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, me, me and Zach and uh, me, Zach and Will were kind of talking, talking shop, talking gear after the set and, you know, about all the stuff they got going on, their in-ear rigs and how they were running their tracks. Like I like to get down to that nitty gritty just to see like where we could improve yeah like because like i was like these guys are solid they've got everything running like in tandem perfectly what are they like, doing? how are you guys doing that yeah exactly 
Um, and like we we had talked, it was probably like six or eight months after that um, in January. Uh, like it happened very quickly. Uh, I got a message from Chris Dawson, which is our manager. And I hadn't met that guy in any, like a day in my life. Yeah. So I was like, who the heck is this dude? But then immediately after he messaged me, Blake and Zach both messaged me, like one after the other. Bro. And I was like, what's That's going cool on? That's cool as fuck, dude. <laughs> wow. Because um, like uh, Blake was just like, hey, you're still, you're still playing drums? Because I had been posting a lot of guitar videos at that point. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was just like, I'm not playing in a band right now. So Renegades broke up a few months ago. So I've kind of just been, you know, just doing solo stuff and writing. He's like, well, Joe's about to leave. Um, he's going to be taking care of some family stuff. Uh, you're at the top of our list right now to audition. I was like, oh, okay. Because, oh. uh, you know, you ever heard of Anoop Sastry? Uh, no. This, uh, he's, like a, he's like a crazy, amazing YouTube drummer. Insanely talented dude. He was also on that list, but he couldn't tour until next year. <laughs> Damn. So You were like, I'm like, fucking right. up, dude. Yeah, I'm just like, this is literally, it was literally the, uh, the epitome of freaking right place, right time. Wow. that's crazy I was just like yeah let's let's do this let's let's freaking do it. like because you know like you know how people say things like people get lucky yeah you know what they say about luck like 90 percent preparation 10 percent timing <laughs> so like yes sir i'm just it's like I, if, I hadn't, if i hadn't made the connection with those guys and like gotten to talk to them and kind of like did the, like put myself out there and like put 100 percent of myself into these shows and like my playing and like trying to dedicate everything to it Saul wouldn't have even been on my radar I wouldn't have been on Zal's radar. So, had you heard of them before, uh, prior to prior to this? Like, had you really known who they were? Um, I didn't. Um, I hadn't really listened to them at all. Like when they came down to direct support, Brother had just released. Like they had just dropped it. Um, and then while we were on tour, uh, like a few months later, like like a month or two before Renegades broke up, I saw them announce that they had gotten signed to Spine Farm. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, we just played with these guys. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I mean, I was like, that's freaking awesome. Like, that's I'm proud of these guys. That's amazing. They're like, they freaking deserve it. But I'm like, shoot, what are we doing? Like, what what could we be doing better? And then obviously the thing that we could have done better is break up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. But uh, I mean, like, it, it it made way, you know? Yeah. So it worked. It worked out. No, I mean, that's <laughs> one door closes, another one opens, right? Seriously. That's Seriously. how that shit works. I, uh, starting to, uh, aside from Arabella, I'm starting to do, uh, just dabble in this pop punk project that a couple like tour veterans and stuff like that are putting together and just, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's just kind of a nice little fun project. So, and it, it kind of opens up a lot of doors to do, uh, be a little more creative in, in the writing process with Arabella too. So, um, but that's kind of, I mean, you probably get a little bit of the same that like you're an, you're a multi-instrumentalist right like you do you just play guitar and drums or do you do bass and anything else i yeah i do i do everything basically um i got into that like as far as writing everything because that's kind of like my side gig <laughs> is, is writing right. for bands right now um so i kind of i've kind of had to like i don't physically play bass because most of the stuff i'm writing is in like drop g and drop g sharp and <laughs> just track and drop drop f I'm like i'm not replacing strings three times a session to play like in a barely <laughs> yeah tuning like so i just program all that and i program drums because i mean i'm doing everything in the box but um like pretty much the only thing i really play is guitar does that kind of help um, but yeah. uh does that kind of help with like the writing process with Saul? like can you bring like does that kind of help you a little bit like 
understand how they're putting risks together and maybe like add, you know, something here or there or anything like that. Like, I guess, like, I guess I don't really know how you guys write, but you know, does that help? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, because like a lot of drummers will kind of like hear the general, you know, the general groove of the song and play around that. Um, but it, it's really fun when you like have a, like a very nice grasp on what the, what's going on with the guitars. Cause then you can put accents in spots where people wouldn't expect an accent right. to be. Yeah. But like the guitar is doing something really cool there. And what you do on the drums accents that like um, on our track trial by fire. Um, that's just really just. Dan, yeah. And like um, the main riff, it goes like. Dan, and like, <laughs> it's really fun. Like kind of singing out the parts. But um, <laughs> what I've ended up doing now live and Zach freaking loves this. This will be in that part, like in the verse, and I'll just go over the town and go, dad, 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 dad. And like, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, I like that. He's like, like, do that, do that more. That's the sweet yep, spot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh it's it's fun. Um, and it definitely it, it adds a little bit of a bit of live flavor. Yeah. So like when people come to shows and not they're not just basically listening to, you know, the record, they're hearing a little bit extra, which is I think what sets uh Saul apart from a lot of other bands of our size right now is that. When you come to see Saul live, you're not just seeing the songs that are as they are on the record. Like we add some things to the songs, like we hold some things out, we 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 add a live element, you know, that yeah. you don't get just listening to the track in your car. So I love it. I love it. I think that's I mean, that's something my band will try to do too. Uh my vocalist in particular will, you know, do maybe a line a little bit different or a hold out, you know, mm-hmm. pre-breakdown line or something like that. You know, yeah, we do that shit too. I mean, and for the same reasons, like it's you know, you're there for a live performance, you know, you're not there to, I mean, yeah, you're there to hear the songs from the record, but, you know, at the same time, like, it's cool when, like, bands throw in some live shit, or they, you know, sing it just a little bit differently, or, you know, do something Mm -hmm. neat like that sometimes, Um, can add, like, a really cool, you know, it it definitely is, it'll make people want to come see your band, you know, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna grow your, uh, your live performance set, but, yeah, dude, um, so, how'd you guys kind of stay busy during COVID? Cause you joined and then the pandemic just fucking hit like right away. Which <laughs> I, I felt, I felt so bad for you. I remember literally like, Oh dude, you were posting all this, all these cool fucking tours. And I like, this is kind of when I started following what you were doing. And uh, then all of a sudden the pandy hit and I was like, no, Oh no. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> how did you guys like stay busy like, oh my you gosh guys just keep on task and um we used all that time as like hardcore rehearsal time like, we were mm-hmm. like i'm talking like three days every other week basically um just like because it was supposed to be i was gonna i joined the band at the end of uh january mm-hmm. we were gonna have february to rehearse and then we were out on the road for like two months starting in march Jeez. So thankfully, it was join the band in, in January, rehearsal basically from February to like July. Yeah. And then we had like our first show of the year was Sturgis last year. <laughs> yeah. How, how or no, it was, uh, it was Riverfest. It was Riverfest in Fort Madison, Iowa. That was my first show was headlining Riverfest because Starset dropped it like two days prior. <laughs> Damn. So we went from the direct support slot to the headlining slot. They're like, fuck it, we'll just move you on up. Yeah, literally, there was like, can you guys please headline this? And we're just like, yeah, sure. Did they add any other bands to your direct support? So you guys just played the whole Uh, thing? 
no, no, no. There, I mean, there was there was other bands that played before us. I think they just extended their sets a little bit. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. Okay. Um, we did like an hour 15 that night. Like my first show, my first set with a guy was pretty much playing our entire discography. <laughs> yeah. So how long did it take you to learn all that? Because they had. Uh, it took me. It took me about a month to learn the EP, like the full six songs. Like it took. Well, I learned it technically in about a week and a half. Okay. Um, it took me about a month to like to master all the tracks. Gotcha. Um, because brother, that song doesn't sound like it's difficult, but damn, dude, that, that yeah. song hooks. <laughs> yeah but there was there, i had to basically learn how to play new types of rudiments to play that song correctly <laughs> so it was ridiculous um so i had that time then we had the full uh like the full record basically which is like all the new songs that i learned basically from like march to july and got those like completely solid um then we did we did like that live stream set i think in july and that was like my first show with the guys sure um and then we were out august uh we did river fest then we drove out and shot a music video i think is what we did or no no we shot the music video first then went back and did river fest then drove back out to south dakota to do sturgis <laughs> we did two nights at sturgis two nights at sturgis last year back to what back was uh trapped wasn't there were they no no <laughs> I, they played was, some, um, i thought they played I, I don't know why i thought they played Sturgis they, they did they did but it was before we even got there okay I, it was I, like a week or so before we got there <laughs> they definitely did um they were there we don't like to talk about it but they dude, were there gosh those guys man they have dug in, themselves into such a hole i th um i think it's just that fucking the singer it's I the think vocalist the, yeah it's i think the, the rest of them are just like I, just, I don't know what the hell the rest They're of them are like, doing <laughs> They're, they're sitting there, dude, like like dogs watching watching their house burn. Down. Yeah, they're like, I guess <laughs> fucking whatever. So yeah, like have you seen have you seen their Facebook numbers lately? Uh well, they just recently came back on social media with, mm -hmm. with this is the best part. And everybody thought it was a joke. They came back on social media with a rainbow flag, right? Yeah, with the pride and the pride thing. And he and was with just the pride like, hey. flag. like, I know you guys don't really like me, but uh We've got nothing but love for the for the LGBT community and just like, bro. <laughs> what are yeah. says otherwise, my guy? Yeah. Well, so <laughs> so they do that and then they made a um, like a like a transphobic comment or something like that, and it was like, oh, and we're right back at it, <laughs> right yeah, back where we were. Yep. Didn't even take like a Gosh. full fucking twenty four hours. Yeah. Holy shit. Talk about a talk about a a, a real just sad disaster Dude. piece. There is seriously like a train wreck of a Metallica cover band that's got more Facebook likes than they do now. I, <laughs> I fucking, uh, they had it there for a second with that fucking with Headstrong. They had it there for a little bit, and then that's and then, yeah, and then their vocalist just like basically went like, oh, oh my gosh, oh, oh way off the rails, he, he, way he, off the rails. He went further than Scott's Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> he went way that's hard further to do. that is a little that's hard, hard to do. do uh dude so i saw that you guys are um are, are you endorsed by uh vader sticks yeah are you actually funny you say that plug time is, as i just i just got um i drove through kansas city to come back here to get these so oh there we go baby these are like my signatures now dude and uh you know we're throwing these out 
at the at the shows and whatnot uh, for the ones that are actually ready to be thrown. Yeah, I saw I, you guys I post still, that. I still bought these. <laughs> like, people were just like, oh, I'm going to catch one of those. Oh, I'm going to have one of those sticks. I'm just like, bold of you to assume I'm going to be throwing them out just willy-nilly. <laughs> the fuck you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't catch these hands before you catch these sticks, yeah. guys. I'm sorry. This shit came out of my pocket. <laughs> these are mine. I'm taking every one of them home with me. I was like, until this thing literally like is splintered to where I can't use it anymore and it breaks in half, you will get probably half a stick. <laughs> but you're not going to get like, there's not going to be little nicks and stuff on it and be like, all right, here right. we go. I'm going to like use my right. old sticks first. Right. <laughs> and then once those run out, I'll start using these ones. Dude. And I got uh, 12 pairs of these. I got a while to use them. <laughs> dude, we, uh, fuck it. I, there was a drummer that we, on the same tour a couple of years ago, uh, we ran into another band that was on tour and their drummer was sponsored by a uh, by a drumstick i forget who it is they had the lamest rule though where like the, he could only he could only be seen using their sticks and he like ran out mm -hmm. of them and they had to send him more on tour so uh yeah. so yeah he, he he was playing our show and he was like dude these sticks better come in they're they're supposed to come in at our hotel <laughs> tomorrow and if they don't i'm fucked yeah yep Dang. that happens too. that happens that's Real. why I like that's why i told him like i'm getting like this is my first brick of like four i think so i'm gonna have like 48 pairs of sticks for this year which Holy is plenty shit. yeah right <laughs> like, i usually like on that renegades tour i brought four pairs of sticks and i went through two of them yeah on the entire tour so i went through two two pairs of sticks on that whole tour we were out for like two and a half weeks you seem like you're a pretty heavy-handed drummer like i feel like you'd probably snap sticks in half and that's what you would think, but like <laughs> I'm graceful. I don't stuck. know. What it, I don't know. I was, I was like seriously. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's just the way I've learned it. But um, like when I'm rim shotting, like I don't put all of like it's all my wrists. Like you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's like I'll have like this whole big motion, but like all the smack is just right there. You know? Yeah. So yeah. like it doesn't like come off. It, like it comes off though. I'm like smacking the crap out of these drums, but like it's really not. It's very it's very controlled, and like the impact is kind of minimal. So. <laughs> So I can make I can make six last pretty pretty long, like five or six shows without like really breaking one. There's some drummers that'll listen so. to this and they're like, fuck you, man. Like <laughs> you're so full of shit, man. <laughs> fuck. Uh dude, so like what was what's like the biggest, like, I don't know, like how how different is it going from playing with Renegades to a band like Saul? Like just how was like the transition oh my gosh. into that? Uh the transition was ridiculous. Like Basically Holy shit, this go is from, happening. Uh, no, it was that. And like, it wasn't really like more of that. It was more of like trying to relinquish control, you know? Cause like in Renegades, we were worried about like all the, like all the merch money, um, all the routing ourselves. We were worried about pretty much all the booking ourselves, handling all that cash and like doing all the managerial stuff pretty much on our own. Mm -hmm. With Saul, I got to walk in, get a, get on a call every now and then I'm responsible for getting to rehearsal, setting my drums up, tearing them down after shows and getting on the bus. Like that's what I'm responsible for. It's really weird because I'm like, I'm used to like, I'm used to like stressing out over certain things every night at shows, you know? Yeah. Like, did we, did we get paid? Like what time are we supposed to be? Like, we basically just get told all this stuff and we're just like, cool. All right. Awesome. And that's weird to me. <laughs> like not being, not having to be in control of things. Like I'm still kind of getting used to it. Yeah. But I think, I think, the biggest thing, like, it, it wasn't, like, the size of the shows we were playing, like, the bands we were playing with. Like, it was the fact that I didn't have to worry about as much anymore. 
I think that was like the biggest, the biggest change. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? Like just being like, oh, wait a minute, somebody else is doing that. I'm, I'm that's good. That's not my job. Yeah, that's yeah. not my job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who yeah, loads up your guys' trailer weird. then? Which one of you guys is like on trailer duty uh, at the end of the day? Oh, it's at least someone. two of us. I think it's, I think okay. we switched off. Um, like on this run, we're bringing out a front of house guy, um, slash driver. Like he's gonna do some of our driving as well. We've also got a guy that's coming out and doing uh, some drum teching and merch for us as well. Woo! Which is weird because I've never had a drum tech before. Like that's gonna be odd. <laughs> Don't fuck this up, um, man. Now that goes there and that goes there. Literally, it's gonna be super simple. Like everything's yeah. gonna be labeled. <laughs> so, but uh, my kids, my kids, very simple. Once you break break it down and put it together. But uh, yeah. So, but like usually we kind of switch off. Like some days it'll it'll be like me and me and will or like zach and will or me and blake or zach and or blake and will like we always try to keep one or two members at the merch booth after we get done playing mm -hmm. just so there's like a face of the band like you know yeah as representation so we're not just like having a guy like just buy merch or like having a guy just sell merch and then like we're nowhere to be found like i've always yeah. i always hated that like after a band set like it'd be like an hour after they played or something and like there's just they're a guy selling merch and yeah. they're like they're just like back in their bus hanging out like man like that's cool, so like i'd like to buy merch from you you know right yeah like it was like the same thing with uh with uh not the same thing with Belmont. um when belmont came and played in lawrence kansas they played their set loaded their stuff off loaded up and then they were all at the merch table hanging out that like, makes you so want to go hang out that makes you exactly. want to go buy like, their shit yeah, I was like, I bought I bought two shirts and a beanie that night from those guys. Was like, a, I, was, I was planning on just buying a shirt. <laughs> there was a, a couple of years ago, there was a band that, that are, they got canceled, actually. But uh, do you remember, mm -hmm. or, do you remember Capsize? Remember that? Yeah. So we played with Capsize and at this dinky little venue um, called Penny Road Pub. It's like a yeah, shot. Penny Road Pub. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So we were supposed to play there in our... <laughs> I mean, we got, we were supposed to play there twice and both shows got canceled yeah that's not shocking at all um so, but anyways <laughs> we played there this we played their penny road pub when we got there they had already set their merch up and they were back in their van um and the only reason i don't feel bad about talking shit is because they got canceled but so uh -huh. um they we were direct support and like they weren't they weren't like in the venue. They weren't like talking to anybody. They weren't around at all. They were just in their van and they came in, played their set, got off, did the same thing, like went to their, uh, went to their, back to their van. And it was like, mm -hmm. you know, they had their merch guy there. Uh, maybe one of them stayed. I don't know. But um, they had their merch guy was definitely there. And like, you know, people were buying merch from them. But I remember thinking the same thing, like, dude, like so many of these people here rocked up to see you. And like, this is such an intimate venue that, you know, yeah. it's not like you're playing at the House of Blues where there's, you know, you got a full, it's like, it's Penny Road Pub, you know, like you get off stage and you're just in the crowd all of a sudden, you know, like you could definitely chill right. behind the merch table. And every single time, um, I don't know, it's for us, for my band, what we'll do is as soon as we're done, like as soon as our set's over, our vocalists just go straight to the merch table. Because like one, yep. like if we, if we all can't be there, you know, I don't know, have the, have the front man be there. Like that's like, that's like, you know, yeah. the face of the band. The have face that of the band. Be there. Yeah. yeah. Have, to have that person be there, um, you know, to, to take shit in and, and, and be the literal face of the band. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes, or like, you know, sometimes like the drummer will come out 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> just like sometimes a drummer will come out and be like dude hell yeah but like where's the vocalist you know or like a guitarist will yeah. come out and be like hell yeah dude where's like literally one time i was working the merch table on tour and there were these people there that um a couple of people there had been following us and so they came up and they're like oh you play guitar right and i was like yeah uh they're like oh dope where's your vocalist at i was like oh, fuck. he's he'll be here like, whatever he'll, <laughs> he'll be here in a minute what kind of shirt do you want? <laughs> right. Right. So, oh well. Not not the not the glitz and the glamour, but whatever. Um, no, like literally that's how it is. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> you're like trying, you're like wanna be like I remember when I saw um I saw Carnifex uh for the first yeah. time at Warp Tour a couple years ago, and like that was just insane. And I went to their merch, I went to their merch table and uh just their drummer was there, but he was like chilling in the back. And I was like, oh dude, you know, I was talking to him for a little bit. Um, but I totally wanted to meet, I definitely wanted to meet the vocalist. I for sure wanted to meet that dude. That dude was sick. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, PR is never a bad thing. Uh, do you, uh, I guess, how often are you at the merch table? How often are you there selling shit? Well, um, I only got like a little bit of a portion of it. Right. Um, just cause like I have the longest job, you know, it was breaking, breaking down drums and packing up drums. Like that's, it takes a lot longer than putting a guitar in a case, you know? yeah yeah <laughs> so um i'm usually like the last one because like no one else knows how to break my kit down <laughs> well now you got this so, drum tech dude that might be a game yeah, changer he, he now go, he go he gonna learn he gonna, he gonna, learn. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna figure it he out make sure it prints off like detailed instructions Thinker, so he's like dude this um, is a fucking mile long what the hell <laughs> all right here's the Here's your book. <laughs> yeah. How to set it up and tear it down. <laughs> Everything needs to be within 13 centimeters. No. Um, I fuck it up. <laughs> don't matter. I will know. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, I got I got out there a couple times. Um, like last year, I, I mean, I was at the merch table at least once mm -hmm. every show, just uh, to kind of be there, you know. And then I, that was kind of like me being able to learn how they sell merch, yeah, and how it all works um because yeah. rob who's our normal merch guy crazy good merch guy he's such a good dude like he also like films for us you um, gotta have if you're gonna bring a merch guy they gotta be cool like you can't they gotta be cool dude you can't bring someone that's like yeah hit or miss like if he drinks though he turns into a fucking psychopath you know it's like you gotta bring right no, someone, no, no 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 especially because they're not gotta, in they, your band yeah that they gotta be super personable you know what i mean they gotta be they gotta be a salesman yeah <laughs> uh, you gotta get people stoked up stoked about buying gear I forget which band it is, uh, but they were, we were playing with them and they were telling us, might've been, um, might've been either breather, but I don't remember. Uh, but they were telling us how like, they brought like a merch guy on tour mm -hmm. and only like two of the guys knew him. Only two of the band members knew him. The rest of the guys didn't. And he showed up and um, he was like nice and cool. But then one day he just like, didn't come back to the van. And he like took like a shitload of money and bought like a flight home, something else. Yeah, dude, just like some whack shit. So uh, be careful about kids who you bring wow. on fucking tour with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, the last pod, the last podcast I did, um, not the last one, but a couple podcasts ago, uh, I had a guy on that uh, he did a tour with. Um, like my children my bride secrets like a, mm -hmm. a while, you know a, a while back and they were i think they were the opening uh they were the open support slot and one of the guys in that bay he got kicked out like immediately um 
brought a gun on tour, brought a fucking gun and then pulled it on someone, like got drunk and went to a bar and pulled it on someone. And uh, it's like, this was like a real tour nightmare. And like, they find the the band, you know, because they were at a bar that one of the band guys knew and the bar owner came in and was like, you got to get your friend, you got to get your bandmate, fucking, you know, and uh, they go back there. He ended up pulling the gun on like some like Sperry's khaki wearing daddy, like frat dude looking guys, you know, like blonde oh hair. Yeah. And, and he claims that they were trying to rob him. And they look at these guys and they're like, first off, they're like 21, 22, baby. And they're looking at him like, <laughs> dude, these dudes did not try to rob you. And they're like, yeah, what the fuck? So, dude, yeah, some it's weird how some people handle touring. Like it's yeah. it's very weird how some people truly cannot handle it. Like some people just it's like they either like it so much because it's just like a vacation getaway and like to get fucked up. And this happens at like all levels of the music industry. It's not just like pegged to one, you know, tier of of being a musician. Like some people can handle the road, some people cannot. And it's just it sucks to find that out because you find that out while you're on tour. You find that out yep. while you're on the road. And then that person just starts to be, that person or those people just suddenly start to become like drags. And then you're like, oh, my fucking guy. Like it, you don't want to be around them, but you have to be around them because you're in a cramped space for days, weeks on end. So, uh, fuck yeah. Well, we were talking about bringing reliable merch people on tour, but dude, shady people exist on tour, man. It's fucking yeah, crazy. They absolutely do. Absolutely do. <laughs> Some people just can't can't figure it out. So I don't know. But uh, it's a hard th- it's 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 a hard life to cope with, man. If you've never done it before, like it, it takes a toll on people that they don't understand. You got to be in it to win <laughs> it. You really got to be. Yeah. Like, you got to want it. You definitely, especially for like yeah. the type of touring that you guys are doing now, because that's another huge step too. I mean, like with with Renegades, I know you guys were, you know, kind of like us, where you guys were going out for, you know two weeks max probably right you guys ever do anything longer than that two and a half was the longest one that we did that was it and now you guys are like now Saul's doing like a full like month and shit now right more than that we, the longest one we have right now is November this is the trade you run from uh November 9th to December 17th yeah you guys are coming to uh congrats on that by the way you guys are coming Thank to you. uh Joliet it's a place called the forge you're gonna love it yep the forge yeah I've heard I've heard really good things about the forge it's it used to be a venue called Mojo's. Um, mm-hmm. We actually, uh, my band was trying to open up that show. I guess um, we're still in talks about it, but you know, we'll see. But uh, I hope so. Freaking hope so. Shit, it'd be great yeah, to see you guys. That would be <laughs> rad, right? Um, yeah, it would. But uh, no, um, the they used to be a venue called Mojo's, which was pretty good. Like the it, you know, it was, it was a good like suburb venue, um, and then. Uh, they sold that. It became something called the tree, which is an absolute nightmare. And then that, that got sold and then the forge opened and now it's just immaculate in there. Like you guys are going to have such a good fucking show there, especially for a tray. That's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a packed house for oh. sure. I hope so. Let's um, we're hoping that like a lot of these shows, like get close to, if not sell out, just because how long people have been away from live music. <laughs> right. Right. Like dude, um, I mean, look at the Limb Biscuit show. Like, yeah. Uh, so there's a 
I'm sure you probably saw like Limbit, the, their Chicago dates sold out. And before yeah, it was Spirit Box, right? And Spirit Box didn't even get announced. Like literally, they were like Limb Biscuit, like five seconds later, sold out. Sold out. Like, oh yeah, also Spirit Box. And people fucking shit themselves. <laughs> Dude, Spirit Box, like me and uh, me and Zev, we've been talking for a little bit. They're drummer. And like, gosh, like this is like their first like run of US shows. Like they've just been over overseas. Yeah. So like now we're starting to play U.S. shows. People are like, oh shit, <laughs> dude, Spirit Box is something else, man. Holy shit, whole of, whole of the freaking monster, dude. That band, she, um, she her vocals have progressed like way past when um, what was it? I wrestled the bear once. Yes, she was yeah. in that band. In that crazy, yeah. like you hear that, and you're like, insane. no fucking way. Yeah, it's crazy. That freaking band, crazy. That band is <laughs> fucking unbelievable. That band's gonna do. I mean, they're already doing amazing things, but I. I think they're just going to keep going up. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, it just seems like there's I'm just no them, uh, stopping them. No, I'm, I'm seeing them in a Grammy slot in the next couple of years for sure. Oh where yeah. They're at. Like, if not, if not even just like winning one, like I see them getting nominated for one for sure. Cause they, they dip in and out, you know, of different genres. Like she can do like really mm-hmm. melodic, clean stuff. And then these heavy brutal breakdown vocals. And you're like, holy oh. shit. Dude, holy roller! Oh my god! Yeah, dude. And then the new track "Circle with Me." Yep. Oh, huh. they're insane. They're fucking they're crazy. Insane. That band's gonna do it for sure. They're gonna. They're. I mean, they're already blowing up, but they're gonna keep it going on the up and up. Um, you know, it's uh, another really good female vocalist. Is have you ever listened to a band called Entheos? No, I have not. So I'd never listened to them, and then. Um, I went to I, I went to this Whitechapel show at the Forge. Uh, it was mm-hmm. pretty sick, actually. It was Whitechapel, Carnifex, Rings of Saturn, uh, Entheos, and I think there was another band. But so Entheos came out and played, and they just like Spearbox, everybody was like, "Holy fuck!" Like Entheos should be way bigger than they really are. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're she's another amazing uh, female vocalist. It's another really good female fronted band. It's fucking crazy, dude. Up. Yeah uh yeah but yeah what's so like what's the plan from here dude like what's what's kind of on the chopping block now for Saul? like i know you guys have all these tours and all these festivals coming up um and you guys just obviously cut a cut a sick new record um you know mm, what's thank what's you, thank yeah what's the what's the plan going forward you guys gonna get back in the studio soon or um so that's been talked about um we're also dropping a couple things here in a couple weeks actually um one of them is some content that we shot in, uh, I want to say March, March or April. Um, and the other one is something we're crazy excited about, too, that uh, obviously I can't say right now. Damn, so much, <laughs> um, so much suspense. We might, we might talk about it after this call. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. But, um, but uh, yeah, like, there's some crazy stuff that we're, that we're talking about doing. Um, that we're not, not talking about doing, but that's, like, actually going to be coming out um, that – I think people are going to be really stoked about it's going to like give them a more intimate um, relationship with the band and like sort of seeing what we do like behind the scenes. So that'll be fun. Um, Then, like I said, we're dropping some other content that I'm really stoked for. It's going to be tied up to a new single um, that is on the record. So that's cool. Um, And then, yeah, we've got all the tours. Uh, I will say we've got about 68 dates between August 7th oh. and December 17th. Dude, right on. So it's going to be, 
it's going to be a very freaking busy, very, very busy season. Getting back uh, at it. Um, but it's going to be super rewarding. I'm, yeah, literally, I think, I've, I think I've got, in those five months, I think I have like three weeks that I'm going to be off. Damn. <laughs> in five months. Damn. It's basically fly, fly out, do the shores, come, like, fly back, take a week and a half to relax to kind of get stuff in order, fly right back out. <laughs> Dude, that's the life, so, man. Fuck. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's going to be sweet. And then, uh, yeah, like a lot of the stuff that we do um, after these fall shows and into winter uh, is just going to be like we're not we're not we're not going to like take a time and like relax. Like we're make, we might take a month, kind of just just like decompress. Mm-hmm. But then like next year, like we're just going to be right back on the horse and getting right back at it. So, dude, fuck yeah, man! I'm stoked. I'm that's going to be that's going to be really really cool. Um, especially this Blue Ridge. Are you so are you guys going to be at this Blue Ridge Festival? Because I I saw that get shared around and i wanted to go um mm-hmm. but like are you guys gonna be there the whole time just hanging out until your show date uh i don't know about that i think we're like on the second day i think we're like on friday mm-hmm. yeah we're on friday so it goes thursday friday saturday sunday um i mean we might get up there thursday i don't i guess it kind of depends on if the, if the festival's like hey you guys can come and hang out a day early or if they're gonna yeah. like no you have to pay so <laughs> um i mean i i assume we're gonna appreciate on the day you play yeah literally like that's i mean that's how rocklahoma did stuff too but that was when i was in renegades yeah um so i mean it might be different now that we're like you know like actually like playing on a on a nice stage there but i mean i'd like to be there at least for a day but i know that after saturday like after friday night we have to be in uh up in columbus for incarceration the very next Damn. night so oh, yeah <laughs> that's sick yeah so we're not going to get too much time just to just hang out um, I am trying to talk him into uh, something because we're playing Newport Music Hall in Columbus on the 27th with, um, with on the Atreya run. Yeah. And we've got two days off between Columbus and, Cle- and Cleveland. Cleveland's a three-hour drive from Columbus. And the very next night in the very same venue that we're playing at is Architects Polythia and Loath. And I'm like, can we, like, hang out in Columbus? Damn, now? dude. I want to go to that show. That show, that <laughs> tour is going to be fucking crazy. It really is such like vastly different bands too. If you think about it, like, oh yeah, low that's just gonna like complete like smash everybody. Death, yeah, lift you. You're just gonna be sitting there just like holy shit the whole time, and then you got freaking architects. It's just gonna blow the roof off the place. But I think like so, shows like, like that though. I don't know mix genres. I'm like, I used to be very kind of narrow minded about like having the same types of bands you know, be on the mm-hmm. same, you know, like if it's a metalcore show, only have metalcore bands on there. If it's a hardcore show, you know, or if it's a pop only show, whatever, you know, and then like, you know, and then I started like doing, like playing mixed genre shows and booking mixed genre shows. And I just saw that like the turnouts are so much better and you expose other people to different music and different bands and stuff like that. Like you could like a certain style of heavy music, but like maybe you don't know too much about like a different other style. You know, when you hear a band that's like that and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. So yeah, you're gonna get like beat down kids for load, and then you're gonna get all the fucking you know metalcore riffy kids for architects and the math yep. rock nerds for Polyphia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, be sick, man. It's gonna be sick watching that stuff get played live. Will be <laughs> for yeah. sure. It's gonna be fucking dope seeing you guys do this too. It's gonna be really really cool. What uh, I know you're talking about the bus. Do you guys have an actual bus or is it just a 15 passenger? No, it's a bus. Uh, we bought we bought a shuttle bus, uh, like an airport shuttle bus last year, like nice. the end of the year. Um, Blake and Zach gutted the whole thing, like ripped all the seats out, 
Um, they built six bunks in the back. They've got a sitting area up front with a table. We've got a mini fridge, a TV, a microwave in there now. Dude, a bunch you guys of have like, the uh, like fuck storage up. containers. Like, yeah, dude, they made it. They made it real nice. And like, there's like this huge, uh, this huge like AC slash heater that's like at the very back, like right on the floor. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like feeds all the air like up through. Like it hits all the bunks first, and it like sort of filters out to the front. Yeah. So like, and it's a it's a, like a Duramax diesel. Like, so we can run that thing all night. And just like have AC when we're in Texas, or then like heat when like we're on the, like when we're like in the, like the November December dates. So like it'll be, dude. It's gonna save us a fortune on hotels. <laughs> Hell yeah! It is. is that how is that how they would normally tour before? Yeah, well, like we get per diem, per diem, and we would just pretty much spend money on hotels every night. That'd be like if we all stay in the same room, it'd still be like 140 bucks a night, you know? Yeah. Like we're depending on where we got to stay at. Um, with this, I mean, we're spending money on gas basically, and we got six beds for everybody. Dude, that's so, so dope. How many? So nice. there's four of you guys in the band. You guys bring a merch guy and then the uh driver. Yep. So four, four band, two crew. Four band, two crew. Right on, dude. That's fucking sick, man. I'm I'm super hyped for all this shit you have going on. I'm super stoked to continue to watch killing it, man. Watch you, watch you just keep crushing it. Thanks, bro. Fucking jealous is all shit that you get to play with <laughs> Fred Durst. Everyone in the world is. But that's gonna be cool. You gotta you, you gotta find a way to meet him. You got you gotta find a way. I'll try. I will try. <laughs> Your best man. I will do my absolute best. All right, dude. Miles, thank you so much for stopping by, man. I appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, brother.